The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. I'm 32 years old. I don't have any kids, but I'm already kind of like a fun dad. I don't know if you can get that vibe from me. Just that dorky dad at a barbecue, just like, oh, Fresca, that guy. Singing hip-hop wrong to children, just like I say, you can have whatever you need. I'm dad. Like, I don't have kids, but if I did, I'd be the kind of dad that'd be having a sleepover. I'd keep busting in, embarrassing him with a tray of food. Like, tuna melts, dad style. <laughs> if you like it, then you should have put some cheese on it. If you... Get out of here, dad! Those aren't the words! You promised you wouldn't come up! I like being a fun dad. I like being a magical fun dad. On a kid's birthday, I'll put $20 in my hand and give it to him in a handshake. Magic fun dad. On a fishing trip, I'll let a kid try beer. Not even my kid, just like, I'd rather you do it with me. That's Pete Holmes with Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. All right. Uh, why you, sh- you ought to be eating burgers upside down. Why, Jeff? Why? We're going to tell you why. <laughs> and beer goggles are a myth. It is Thursday, the last day of August, 2023. We're Jeff and Janet. Here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Before we get to those stories, uh, there's a lot of hype when you're younger about starting an exciting career. But in reality... Most workers in America are bored out of their minds. (laughs) A new study found, I wouldn't say most Americans. No. I would say. a lot. Well, a lot. 46% of Americans. Almost half. Say they are bored at work for at least three days out of the work week. Now, I wonder, it, I, I'm as when I hear that, when I hear them bored at work, I don't get the sense that it's from not having stuff to do. It's more like I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. This isn't yeah, intellectually like stimulating <laughs> to me. Right. I, I I have no passion for this. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is it doesn't feel meaningful. I don't feel like I'm living a life of purpose with this job. Yeah, and there may be some fun parts of the job you enjoy and other parts. I mean, a lot of jobs, I've heard people say, you know, you ask the old timers. Like, you talk to people like my grandfather who work, worked, like did manual labor. He was amazing. He was a bricklayer. 
Oh, but he yeah. was also, as, as hard as that was, he was also very proud of the work that he did because mm-hmm. he said, you know, this is going to last forever. Even though it doesn't last forever. But yeah, you got a long point, time. Right? Yeah. Uh, he says, that's something I can drive by every day and I can be proud of. Mm-hmm. I could see being bored, though, if you, like, like a job like that, if it's the same movement over and over and over again, even though it is, you know, like a big physical job, I could see being bored while doing that. It's like when you're cleaning the house and you're like, uh. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, my here in the business, I mean, we do we, we do a lot of pre-recorded stuff and sometimes that involves editing. Mm-hmm. And editing for me is like working on a term paper. But when it's done and it comes out great, mm-hmm. that's the highlight of my day. Yeah. But 90% of the people who are bored and who have college degrees say they did not see this coming back in school. They didn't see they wouldn't the fact have predicted that, they'd be that bored. They, yeah, they thought. Right? I had, I had, we had a radio station and at my university, and one of the professors that taught radio, TV, film, mostly radio, had a long career in radio prior yeah. to becoming a professor, and he still was on the air part time. Okay. <laughs> he, he told me, he says, yeah, there's radio thing for you. It's not going to last. You're going to be bored. <laughs> he told me that. He says, you're good, but you're going to be bored. You know what? There is some truth to that. Like, because there's four of us in here, we have fun conversations mm-hmm. and we can have chit chat. and There's someone to talk to when the bad songs are playing. Mm-hmm. But if it's just a single DJ shift, which yeah. I've done, that was what I did before I joined you guys. I did it for one year and it was fun. I worked with nice people, but I was bored out of my yeah. mind. Well, it was funny because after we did mornings for you know a year and a half and we got canned and we were unemployed and we both went to Chicago and pulled a solo shift Yeah, and I was bored after about two hours. I'm like, isn't anybody going to come in here and talk to me? <laughs> Where are my friends? That's I'm so like, funny. I wasn't bored at all. Uh, of course. Uh, <laughs> well, it's just, it, I think it's different in afternoons, and I found this to be the case. I, I did afternoons for eight years at the same station that, that Jen did. So for me, there was just something about the drive home that was busier. There was more going I, on. I had a traffic guy in a in an airplane that I could banter back and forth with. I had listeners. I often had someone in the studio, working the phones. Yeah. So it was a little more engaging for me. A little more active. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was good forward momentum. And, you know, I liked most of the music we were playing, so that helped. Yeah. Um, somebody asked me, I think the, I was having lunch with the boss, and she asked me recently, she said, are you having fun? Mm-hmm. I said, from 6 to 10, I am. (laughs) (laughs) That part's great. After that, yeah. 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 No, it's good, though. Don't you sometimes get, I feel like, even though we're here with each other and we're having a good time, sometimes I feel like, it like if 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 the same e-news story is happening over and over again, I get bored with that topic. Like, there's only so many times we could talk about the Kardashian doing whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I wish something else would happen. Right. 71% of people, however, say they're happy with their current role. But just 35% of people say they enjoy their work. Again, let's go back to the old timers. I remember the attitudes of a lot of my friends' parents 
and grandparents is that who who said work was supposed to be fun? It's, <laughs> it's a means to an end. Like when you, you love what you do, there's a clip. there's no set. You're not. That's not work. There's, but back in the day, like people didn't really have that luxury. There yeah. weren't there weren't as many options. There's a scene in that '70s show where Eric goes and gets a job, and he comes home and he complains to his dad, and he's like, "Eric, it's called work." Right. Because it's work. It's not called super happy fun time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that, that always was true made for me laugh. a lot of people, especially <laughs> yeah. for folks who didn't have a lot of options. Yeah. Uh, and the main problem seems to be jobs that become monotonous. Monotonous. Mm-hmm. 71% of workers who have been in the same role for two years say that their job, it just feels too routine. And that's a problem because. Most Americans, they want to like their jobs. Sure. And they think they're going, a lot of them think they're going to when they're going into it. Right. So I have a Jacob story when it comes to jobs. Yeah. So we haven't, we haven't talked about this, what I did last week, where I went, what happened while I was gone. And it's a very long, detailed story. So I'm just going to give you the short version. I took Jacob to California to work with these amazing professionals who teach non-speaking people how to communicate through spelling out all of their thoughts and feelings one letter at a time. So my like son with, a, with like an iPad or something. It's, an, it's a standard iPad and keyboard with a Proloquo for text app. And Jacob has been working toward being able to tell us all of his thoughts and feelings and wants and needs through doing this for several years now. So huge. he has been primed for this. So we take him out California. And and my son, for those that don't know, he has autism diagnosed at three and a half. He was nonverbal until he was six. Ever since he was six, he does speak, but his speech is unreliable, which means we have, there's, he can't ask, answer any how or why questions and all of his other answers. We're not sure if they're real or if he's just, these are just the, yes, just words that are coming out of his mouth. So, We get out to California and within 10 minutes of sitting down with Julie, this professional who has worked with hundreds of individuals, within 10 minutes, he is spelling out answers to questions that you would never guess by looking at him, talking to him, being around him that he would be able to answer. This is so exciting, though. I mean, it's it's huge. Mind blowing. I mean, my world has been... I, I just... I'm still trying to find the words to explain everything that has been going on with him because it's just been, so it's been what we've worked for his entire life. So he is completely cognizant. He is competent. He is really quite brilliant. The first question that he answered, he was there with his friend Andrew, who is very similar to him, same age. And the first, one of the questions that Julie asked, because there's a disconnect between the mind and body. The body doesn't do what the mind wants it to do. And that's why he's unable to communicate. The thoughts are there, but he can't get his mouth to say the words, can't get his body to do the things that he wants his body to do. So Julie, the pro, asks Andrew, his friend, what does the mind-body disconnect feel like? Andrew types, it feels like an insane circus. These words never would have come out of Andrew's mouth. Mm -hmm. Not in a million years. So she turns to Jacob and she says, what do you think about Andrew's answer? And Jacob types, great analogy. Yeah. Analogy? Analogy. Like, he, typed, he typed 
those words, those words one letter at a time. One letter at a time using his index finger on his left hand. And it took several minutes to get those two words, but he got it and we were off and running. Yeah, but analogy, just that Oh my word. God. Mm-hmm. You want to know another time? I mean, I never, I hardly, I, I don't even like saying that word. I'm like, <laughs> I know, you know. Oh, and there was, and and then she was talking about something else, and she was like, "Okay, it's getting kind of late. Do you guys want to do another lesson, or do you want to call it tonight?" And he he writes, "Begin the freaking lesson." Freaking. <laughs> oh, he was dropping. Was he, he cussing? Oh yeah. Oh, wow. He was cussing. You know the, the she. Where does he get that from? I don't know. Jen's He's been coming in mouth. here too much yeah. and around you people. <laughs> Uh-huh. It might be us, <laughs> but I mean, it was like, uh, like that's awesome, mind blowing. So, hold on, what yeah. exactly were you thinking when you saw him type produce those words? What was Your I first thinking? thought was, oh, blank. I knew it. I always knew it. What did you I know? I knew it. I knew he had it in him. I knew he was in there. I I never doubted that he just was trapped inside a body that wasn't working for him and the way that he wanted it to. And I just, I knew it. I just knew it. And, and I thought finally, after all that we have done and all that we have been through and just, this is our life is for our lives are forever changed. Cause you found I a conduit. Knew it. I knew it. Right. And it, it just, it, it, like I said, I'm still struggling to find the words for all of it because it's so, it's mind blowing and it's mind bending and it, it's, ah, just people aren't, I, I people aren't going to believe it. I mean, it's, and it's, it's like, I have this, we've got to show them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Jacob, we've got to show them. How do we show them? How do yeah. we, how do we do this? You know? It's like you're at the top of the mountain and you're like, we got to, we got to keep going. I know. And, and, and see, here's, like, and here's where it gets really hard is what we did out there is going to take us a long time here to, to replicate that. To do it on the day Because I'm not the pro. I have so much to learn. I mean, to look at it, it looks like, oh, well, you know, well, all it took was a keyboard and an iPad. No. No, it's, it's way more. <laughs> no. Oh. And that's what you mean when you say it's way more involved and complicated. Way than that. more involved and complicated. And I have to learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and Jacob knows that. I mean, that was something that he typed at the very end. He says, you're not going to be able to check in with me yet. You know, so he knows that. Well, he also he said yet, which yeah. means it's, yeah. it, you're, it's open. Oh, he so knows. You, you got to do the work. And he wants to do it. Yeah. And he wants yeah. to. Well, yeah, because I, it, it, I've i got 8 million questions. Oh, for sure. That I want. Not you. I got 22 what? years worth of questions, yeah. right? And it would be so hard when we were sitting there because he'd answer one question and I'd be like, I'd be like following up, following up, following up, right? And so there were just a couple of really big topics that we covered while we were out there. And food was one of them because he's been a very picky eater forever. And he told us on day one that he wanted to try new foods. And we're like, okay, how do we help support you? How do we do that? And he told us. So we did that. And in a week's time, he ate 43 new foods. Which is incredible because this is a kid that just, wow. he didn't eat hardly anything. <laughs> he did. For years, he ate four foods. Yeah. And then we eventually got him to expand it, I don't know, probably 15 or 20. 
and that, but he would eat the same but thing so every day like crackers, for brunch. The oh, waffles, yes. the, oh yeah, oh yeah. What he has for snack every day Which is, is the same. What he has for breakfast is the same. You know, with slight varieties, but same, same, same every day. And he says, "I, I'm." He says, "I." It gets very boring. Gets old eating the same stuff all the time. But his body is so in a routine and just does it in an impulsive way of doing things that he cannot break the loop of it happening. But we've cracked that nut. We mm-hmm. know what to do. He ate Chipotle last night. Does he say he ate Chipotle last night? Does he wow. say that he likes it though? Like will he be able to verbalize <laughs> no. to you like no. Mom, I love this? But because nice. that's the mind body disconnect, yeah. right? Right. And right. that's what is so messed up. I, it's, it's it's so challenging. It's like I have two sons. I have his mind and I have his body and I have to treat the two differently. Mm-hmm. When his mind is talking to me, I know that that is his truth. When his body is talking to me, I know there's a really good chance that's a lie. That that's not what he really wants. Or means. Or or thinks. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's and that wild. is that is symptomatic for a lot of people who live with autism is that mind-body conflict. It's called apraxia. Yes. And what's what's crazy about this is that is very often a diagnosis that goes along with autism but it's kind of like yes your child has autism and apraxia this is how we're going to deal with the autism it's like they don't even really there's so not the apraxia enough focus aspect of it gets on the lost on people yes yes but it's it's key it's very it significant huge yeah huge so anyway i mean i've got tons of stuff about this on the cards by if you, if you don't follow jacob's business page on facebook cards by jacob i've written a ton about and and I have video of him doing this there. It's fascinating. I mean, you're going to watch a four minute video for him to get out four words, but it's mind blowing. Wow, mm-hmm. it's just fascinating. So anyway, the reason I brought it up now is one of the questions that we asked him was, "What is your dream job?" Okay, and he he typed, "I have it." And I'm like, he, he said what? He said I, I have, have it. I have it. I have it. I have it. And I'm like, okay. Well, you have two. You have your mail pickup service that you do yeah. at the farm, and you have you know cards, cards by Jacob. And, he, and I'm like, which one? And he types cards. So I said, well, which part of the job is your favorite? And I'm sitting here thinking it's designing the cards, coloring the cards, it's shooting the commercials. I know where this is going. That look like fun, right? Yeah. And you think you know where this is going. He says, packaging. Hmm. Now, I knew that he loved to tape envelopes shut, you know, and put, put the labels on the envelopes. So I always... That was my assumption, right? Mm-hmm. He likes taping them up. He thinks that's fun. Oh, what an underestimation on my part. I said, why? He writes, helping send smiles. Oh, God. Hey, you're bawling. Right? I'm like, you're like whoa. whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, wow. How sweet All right. is that? All right. So now I have that you why know. he always writes thank you for being my friend? Yes. Because every single time that I read that on anything that he sends me, I'm always like, what an amazing little thing for him to say. I know. Ugh. I know. So now I know for sure. And so now I know I gotta um I gotta step up this card game. Gotta Jen. Step up this card game. Can't Aww. walk away now. No. I'm <laughs> fully invested. Yeah. So it was great to hear that. Because yeah. I have comfort. And now I know what to do. 
Now I know what to do. So how That's are you great. going to engage his like packaging career now? Are no, you gonna- all of it. Well, we've, we're, you know, we got to crank out more product. Yeah. I've got to, you know, get a, cause right now we're just on Etsy. You know, he's got a little mm-hmm. shop on Etsy. Right. And we're going to do some craft shows. We're going to be at the holiday market yeah, yeah. this year, which is going to be nuts, but we need to, you know, got work to do. But I production. mean, my That's God, great. you know, dream job. That's he's great. got it. Yeah. I love that. Well, yeah. you wish that for your kid, right? Oh, God, you know, yes. you want him to feel fulfilled and happy and have a sense of purpose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, super cool. I'm That's glad awesome. all of that went so well for you. That's awesome. It's just mind yeah. blowing. Well, I know that was the Cliff Notes version, but I can't wait to get into the nitty gritty because that's mind blowing. It is. That's fascinating. It is. It really is. And there's a big, there's a pretty big spelling community here in Cincinnati. There are, uh, you know, there are a lot of people doing it. There's this great movie that we had at the the film festival, the OTR International Film Festival, which you can find called Spellers the Movie. And um, yeah, you can learn a lot about it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, coming up, we got a bunch of other stuff to cover as well, including why you should be eating burgers upside down and how beer goggles are actually a myth. All kinds of stuff we're learning today. But first, let's check the roads. We got Denise Johnson here with your traffic. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Ever had one too many drinks and yes. gone home with an, <laughs> oh, let's just say unfortunate looking person <laughs> Tim had a couple of not your typical type <laughs> not your typical type yeah maybe not that? your typical type <laughs> the idea that alcohol makes ugly people attractive beer goggling beer goggling may not be true after all does it just lower your standards I uh, isn't that what beer goggling is <laughs> no I'm just or is beer goggling is beer goggling more, you think they're more attractive than they turn out to be? You don't look that bad. <laughs> yeah, but is it just look? She's hot. You know, it- <laughs> I'm beginning to look at you in a slightly different way. <laughs> but is it just looks or is it their attitude? I too? actually never really noticed. She got really pretty eyes. Well, beer goggles, I would say that was strictly just looks. looks. More yeah. looks, yeah. Yeah, but sometimes if I'm really drunk, I think you're way funnier than you really are. Yeah. A new study found that beer goggles might just be a myth because previous studies have had volunteers look at random photos and rate how attractive people were. And those studies did find that we see people as hotter if we've had a few drinks. Yeah. (laughs) The new study has added a wrinkle to that, however. This time, it was closer to the actual experience of being a single person at a bar. And volunteers were told 
they'd be meeting the people in the photos. Okay. And for whatever reason, that made a difference. Being sober or drunk didn't matter. They rated people's looks the same either way. Huh. The study did find there's another term we use that is pretty accurate, though. Alcohol really can be like liquid courage. Mm, for sure. Oh, my God, yeah. After rating the photos, <laughs> volunteers were asked to volunteers were asked to pick the people they wanted to meet in person. And after a few drinks, they were almost twice as likely to choose the ones they'd rated as being the hottest. In other words, we're definitely more likely to walk right up and shoot our oh, shot if we've betcha. had a shot or two. You betcha. Have you done that before, Jeff? Yes. Taken a couple of shots and said, now I'm going to go talk to her. Well, listen, you know, I'm coming from a different school of thought here because I'm like, what do I have to lose? Nothing. See, that's always been you. You that's yeah. You you learned that lesson young. So I think if she says beat it, who, so what? Who cares? Right. Next. Because the what? no means next. Right. So walking down the beach, what's that? What What do you like to oh, say? Yeah. You walk down a beach, walk down the beach, ask 10 beautiful women to go out with you. Hey, if nine out of 10 says no, they're still the one. <laughs> that's a good analogy. The one that says yes. That's all you need. You just need one, right? Uh-huh. Do you think that's the same for women, Jen? Do you look like when you were growing up dating, et cetera, would you be like, I can't talk to him. He's way too hot. I would get kind of shy and nervous, but definitely alcohol. I mean, I walked up to Derek Jeter in a bar once. Oh, yeah. Drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Drunk ain't the word for it. Intoxicated a little bit. Oh, yeah. And I didn't stay long, but I said a few things. I yeah. always felt like you were. You what were did you really say, Jen? You go to though. ten different bars and ask ten Major League Baseball players yeah. to go out. Did you ask him to go out? Gonna, with you? He was standing there with Daryl Strawberry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a pair! I know. Oh this my goodness! Crazy. No, I did not ask him to go. This was right after he broke it up with Mariah Carey. I think oh. You propositioned the wrong guy. <laughs> I'd had better you luck. Had better success with Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Aww. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of players there that night. What did you say to him, though? Oh, something about how he, how he wore those pinstripe pants. Yes. Yeah. I can still see it. I know. <laughs> In my head. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of reaction were you hoping for when you said that? Oh, I, I had no plan. I just was, I was just, I had to say it. Yeah, I had to say, I had to tell him that he could yeah. do better than Mariah Carey. And, and I'm right here, honey. And I'm here. I'll be right over there. I think the thing, though, with, like, women approaching men, like, if we've had one too many to drink, the confidence is just off the charts. Oh, yeah. Our shoulders go back. Yes. Our chest goes the out. Boobs. We start walking the, the way. Hair, oh, the baby. hair. They're just, it's like this immediate stance. Yeah. It just overtakes you. Mm-hmm. And you just, mm. You're like, I don't care if you're Derek Jeter. And I'm it's like, you. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to ooze sex. That's all I'm going to do. Is what it feels like from the inside out. Oh boy, do ya. Yep. <laughs> All right. So right now you're sober. Yes. What do you say we call Derek Jeter? <laughs> yes, let's call DJ. That's right. You have his phone number. And just take your shot. No, I can't sober. It's 8 15 in the morning. I, I can't. Some shots I can't now. He's shot? isn't he married with children now? He uh, was I yeah. did that because he was single. 
Wait, I do have some alcohol out here. Would that help? I'm calling him. <laughs> calling Derek Cheater. <laughs> Jen's going to apologize for being rude to I him am. at the bar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll apologize. Yeah. The DJ can't come to the phone. Leave your message. Please leave your message after the tone. Press 1 to send a numeric page. I'll record your message at the tone. Hi, Derek. This is Jen Jordan. I met you back in 1994 at Stormont's Palace in Clearwater, Florida. I'm sure you remember me. I was working at the Power Pig at the time, uh, DJ there, and I talked to you about your pinstripe pants how good you looked in them and how you could do way better than Mariah Carey. <gasps> While I still stand by both those statements, I wanted to let you know that what I did and what I said was completely and totally inappropriate. And I wanted to apologize for that. And as a footnote, I am single and available if you would like to reach. Oh, oh man. Oh, we ran out of time. We should have left a Damn. new page. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Five one three. You got Daryl Strawberry's number. <laughs> I don't have Daryl Strawberry. DJ and DS. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what? Is that? Is that how he goes? Like, like my real friends call me DJ. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, when you leave that on your outgoing message, it's affirmative. Yeah, yeah buddy. DJ. Oh my god. <laughs> well, you got part of the message. Hey, yeah, that's good. Cute. Great. I knew he wouldn't answer. It's early. He'll Who have that voicemail forever. He's probably in Bora Bora. God only knows. Wife is going through his voicemail. Yeah, no kidding. Who that? He's, he's Who retired, so it's you know he's got to sleep in a touch. Yeah, yeah. So look at that. Beer goggles are a myth. <laughs> Anyone out there got a unique first name? And There's a lot of them out there. Is it and is it a blessing or a curse? I guess it depends on how old you are. Like I know kids who. You know, when they were little, maybe they, they hated it because they just wanted to be, quote unquote, normal, like a normal kid with a normal name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then as they got older, they they began to grasp, accept, embrace the uniqueness of it and mm-hmm. now love it as adults. Yeah. Someone went through the Social Security Administration's official list of baby names from last year and cherry picked the weirdest ones. <laughs> yeah. And each name was given to at least one baby in 2022. But not more than 10. Okay. Here are the highlights. Weirdest girls' names include Minnow. Okay. Kind of like that. Minnow? Me too. It's kind of like Meadow and Willow. Minnow. Yeah. Minnow. She'll grow up and she'll be a carp. <laughs> Banksy. Banksy? Like the artist. Okay. Delight. Hmm. Katniss. Like the Hunger Games Katniss character. Everdeen. Mm-hmm. Sparkle. Sparkle. I like that. She'll be a stripper. <laughs> I thought it. <laughs> <laughs> Menorah. Canary. Canary. Bethlehem. Okay. Oh, I like Bethlehem. Just call her Beth. I'm sure. Chai. Is in chai tea? Yep. Oh, look, strawberry. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and finally, Cinderella. Cinderella. Was Cinderella's, her name was Ella, right? And they just added the cinder to be mean? Cinderella? I don't think so. Because she was dirty? 
Noah, if you watch the movie, the mean stepmom t- calls her Cinderella from Jump. Gotcha. I don't know. But what was like her given name, her birth name? I thought it was Ella. I don't know. I didn't know that. The boys list is equally odd. Barley. I love a good beef barley soup. Let's name the kid the, yeah. after the grain. Dragon. I actually know a guy named Dragon. That's he, pretty cool. He lives in the Netherlands. He's actually a French guy who lives in the Netherlands. But, it, but do you pronounce it Dragon or something weird? Yeah, or I, I think you dragon. do, it's, it's spelled all Dragon. All his American friends call him Dragon. Okay. Is that his given name? Like his real name? Birth name? Right? That's I cool. Assume. Texas. How about that for a boy's name? Texas. Texas. Come on over, Tex. Don't mess with Texas. That surprises me. That that's so few. Yeah. I feel like that would be at least up in the 30s. Oh, yeah. Fender. Oh, boy. Fender. Oh, like the guitar? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You thought of a guitar. I thought of a side of a Buick. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like, you know, a fend- like a Fender guitar. That would that's be cool. what I thought, too. Guitar. Guitar. Uh, how about this guy's name is Clever. Oh, that's cute. What if he's not? How clever is that? How do you pronounce this name from The Handmaid's Tale? Gilead? Oh, Gilead. Gilead. Mm-hmm. That's the name of their, like, made-up society. Members of Gilead. Gotcha. That's a boy's name? That's not a very good boy's name. Mm-hmm. Cotton. Rooster. Oh. Rooster. I met a yeah. guy named Rooster. Maverick. He went to Eastern Kentucky, played football there. They called him Rooster. Matthew McConaughey. Lives in Dry Ridge. Wow. He has a brother named Rooster, Matthew McConaughey. Huh. <laughs> How about this for a first name? Chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Chaos is my first name. He's oh performing God. with Sparkle up on the center stage. Yes. <laughs> He's the DJ. Chaos and Sparkle. <laughs> Him and Ruckus. Oh, that's funny. Uh, his name is Crash. That's a kind of a cool first name, Crash. Yeah. Forbes. That's kind of cool. That's mm-hmm. kind of like, he comes from old money. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lancelot. And finally, just the word awesome. Awesome. Because well, his parents were California hippies. We got somebody down the hall who has a daughter's middle name is Awesome. Yeah, I was awesome. Say <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I have to tell you guys a quick funny story. We had um, a cheer game on Sunday morning. And what they do is right at halftime, they take the little sheet up to the announcer and they announce all the cheerleaders' names so that they can be like, you know, they'll be like, Jen Jordan. And you're like, yay, that's mm-hmm. me. And you mm-hmm. do a little thing. Well, the announcer called Penelope. Penelope. Oh. <laughs> That's how he said her name. Penelope Fitter. Penelope. Penelope. I was like, what, what just happened? And she didn't even jump. She didn't even know it was her name. She was just like, oh. <laughs> they skipped me, Mom. They skipped me, Mom. It's Penelope. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, I had a music teacher who, for years, I thought her name was Penelope, not realizing that... <laughs> That's how you spell it. You need well, to put an E on the end of it. I wonder if an E on the end would help it's people. P E N E L O P E. Yeah, but P E Y. I mean Y. Uh, I mean Y. Penelope. Oh, yeah, gotcha. With a Y at the end. That's just Daryl up in the booth. Yeah. <laughs> he did, he don't know no better. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, coming up, your shot at one thousand dollars. Another round of the one K letter of the day next. Thanks for listening. To the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.